Blog Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swim. All right, and we are live here on 89.1 Chance FM. This is Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, and guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Matthias is not here, so we can have a break from his mouth this week. Granny is still on temporary silence, so we're going to miss her homemade cookies. But we do have a special guest with us as filling in for co-host, and I believe he's on the line. Are you there, sir? Yes, I am. I'm here. All right. And uh, we, uh, we talked to you last week, and I invited you back to co-host. And uh, by the time the, uh, the interview is done here, and throughout the, uh, throughout the interview here, I'm going to be begging you for a part in your feature film, The Black Tent. But before <laughs> we get to that, before we get to that, you have another movie. Uh, coming out, and obviously I won't be able to be a part of that, but let's talk about that. Uh, uh, you're going to tell us where the wolf is? Well, you must be referring to my first feature film, Lycaon, which is in the final stages of post-production. And you remember, I think I mentioned this to you a few times before, right? Right. Uh, and this is a werewolf movie. And and we had um, we, we we shot that over the course of uh, about uh, four months last year, I guess it was. Um, but we finally are getting very close to the end. Uh, new work print was submitted today, uh, and I looked it over, and it looks really super. Um, you know, when you're making these movies, it's always an evolution. You know, it's an evolution when you're you know writing a screenplay and then of course it's when you're in the post production you're still finding what works what doesn't work you know etc and um yeah we're very close just a few more minor tweaks here and there and uh we're going to be a final cut just needs a music score which uh, we just signed a composer uh for and it's going to have a couple of uh, neat songs by Black Valley Moon uh, a music group based in Florida and the composer is going to be Sam Williams. And he will also be the composer for my next film, The Black Tent. And that's the show, that's the movie I'm going to try and get a part in by the time we're done. And you have to promise our listeners that by the time the interview's done here, you will have an answer whether it's a yay or a nay. I will give you an official answer, yes. All right, so everybody stay tuned for that. We're going to have some fun here. We're just waiting for the rest of your crew do and cast members from the Black Tent to show up. And uh, I found out uh, a few. Uh, I, I don't know exactly who you guys bring it on, so when they, when they call in, we'll introduce everybody. Mm-hmm. I kind of looked at the Black Tent and who you have. I, I, I looked on IMDb on who you got coming on. So what I did was I found out who – was on IDV and I tried to send a bribery check to each one of them <laughs> to you say, hey, here, yeah, here's, here's, a, here's a little bonus, and here's my autograph, and you can probably sell the autograph. Uh, the last I checked, my autograph on eBay was going for $7.25 because that's what I raised the bid up to. However... <laughs> 
So everybody knows you can at least sell my autograph for at least $7.25. Anyway, we are live here on 89.1 Ken's FM, but before we uh, go any further here, we do need to take a quick little commercial break. Uh, Scott, you'll stick with us, and uh, we will be back after these messages. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZFM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. The new Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Woodspring Suites of Fargo, rated 4.2 by TrustScore. And, Scott, when you uh, give me a part in the movie Black Tent, now you know where all the cast members and everything can stay when you do the premiere here. But we'll talk about that a little later. Can you tell I really, I'm really reaching here. I'm really trying to get this done. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping for a better response than that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so let me ask you this. The movie that you were just talking about, the werewolf movie, what, give me the name of it again. Lycan. Say it. Lycan. Lycan. And how Lycan. many days How many days did you were, were you filming that? Uh, man, well, you know, the, the COVID thing was still kind of going on, so – we were we had everything set and then we got Omicron so we were down for like three and a half weeks and then every now and then like somebody we had to keep flipping the schedule people got sick so I think that's tough I mean there were some times where we just had to go and shoot at night and all we just did was do night stuff and then there was other times we went and just shot morning stuff so I mean the days are going to sound long but you have to cut the schedule in half I think it ended up being like fifty. But I would just cut that in half because a lot of times it was just we just shot at night for a few hours during the, in the morning for a few hours, that kind of thing. You know, we were kind of like it was a micro-budget production. So we were sort of like at the mercy of everyone's schedule, you know. But the movie was really good. Um, and, and with that being said, you know, you're, you're an independent filmmaker, so you're not really bound by Hollywood. So you basically call the shots. You own everything. You don't have to answer the corporate sponsors, and you do everything the way you want, right? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the beauty of it because um, it, was, it was my script. And it, when I was going to do it, Scott, it was going to be a short film, and I wrote it to be – I think my first draft was like 23 pages, and we were talking to makeup effects artists, and this one couple came in, and they were pretty passionate about it. Um, they really wanted me to expand. So the next draft ended up being like 42, 43 pages. And by the time, I think by the time we start shooting, we're talking like 68 pages, which most directors shoot a minute a page, but I don't. I usually shoot like 70, 75 seconds a page. So like today when I was looking at the current work print, we're at 98 minutes and like, I, I think it's like 20 seconds or something like that. And it's very close. But there's still a few little things here and there, but I think it's probably not – I don't think it's going to be much less than that. In fact, it could even be like 99 minutes by the time I'm done. So, but, yes, to answer your question, yeah, it's my final cut, not the studio's final cut, which is great. 
you know, because that's always a problem with Hollywood. You know, the studio, like, you know, well, you know, the whole situation with Miramax and, you know, Halloween 6, you know, with two different cuts. And, you know, you always hear these stories. But, you know, the beauty of doing it my way, this, you know, the independent filmmaker, you can have your director's cut immediately. You know, and the other thing, the other thing I like about it is, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, are are are, are bored with Hollywood. You know, I mean, my father yells about Hollywood, how much money they make, and this and that, and all this stuff. And you know, as an independent filmmaker, you know, you don't you don't have a million dollar budget or a two million dollar budget, and you don't have a an actor like The Rock that you got to pay. $7 million a picture, you know, people come and work for you because they want to be in the, the film, and then they, money's made later. It's That's not, right. you know, we, we got, we got uh, like I say, we got, uh, we got uh, uh, Scott Hand here, and uh, we're on 89.1 Kent's FM. We got about an hour and six minutes left with the cast and crew and the man himself from the Black Tent. I was always curious, though, and I don't know if you can answer this or you want to answer this or you'll get mad at me for asking this question. However, I was always curious. As an independent filmmaker, when you have actors and actors come and do the film, you know, you don't, you don't pay them, like, $500,000 to be in the picture. You have to wait till it gets distributed, then you pay. Is that On a micro-budget, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then do you tell them that, you, you know, you'll make this much if we sell this many distribute, distributions, uh, you'll make this much just for being in it after it's sold? Depends Can you kind of take us through that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean, everybody works differently with that. Um, it, it can be a flat fee. It can be residual. I mean, it all depends. I mean, most of the time now you're paying them like you would pay somebody. Unless, of course, they've got a track record, you know. Um, but if they don't, and it's their first picture, like in my movie, Like Kane, most of them, it's their first feature film, all right? Uh, even with me, it's my first feature film. Um, I wear a lot of and hats, writer, right. producer, director, actor, you know, and it gets overwhelming. It's, it's, it's a lot, man, trust me. Um, and and, and hopefully it'll be my first as well. Now, the Black Tent is ultra low budget. So it's, it's the next step up. So, so, well, let me ask you this, you know, I, I've got to know you a lot. This is actually, you've actually joined the uh, three timers club. And by the time this year is over, you'll probably be joining the 20 timers club. If you don't get too, uh, if you don't get uh, too sick of me and asking about being on a, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do two things at once. Um, That's all right. I understand. <laughs> but, you know, the, the the thing about me, and I'm going to tell you before the, the cast members come on here, the thing about me is I'm dedicated. I've been – I've worked in many – I know. I've, I've worked in many areas where I've worked in lots of aspects of the, in radio – where a lot of people had the mentality, pour and hit the door, which means you work your four hours and you get out the building and you don't stick around. I was never like that. I was always the guy that said, I just finished what you asked me to do. What else can I do next? Can I take out the trash? And my boss would always say, yeah, you're always going to take out the trash. Uh, can, I go get you, can I go get you lunch? Yeah, you're buying, right? Stuff like that. You know, I, 
That's me. I am for the person I'm working for. I've always been for the guy I'm working for. And, yes, I like to make friends with people I'm working with, but my main concern is what does the boss need to have done now? What does he need to be done next? What's the time frame? Does it need to be done in five minutes or five weeks? Whatever it is, I'm always the guy that's always at the top of everybody's list. And speaking of lists, uh, we got a lot of people on hold right now. I know they can all hear the show. So just so you know, 9904-8210-1112-8447-1904, we'll be getting to you in just a little bit. And when I, just so you guys know how this will work, I'll click, on, I'll click you on, I'll say your number, and then you can do the intro, and then we'll go from there. And then introduce yourself got, and all that. Can I ask you two questions before we do that? Yeah, and yes, I do want to be in the film. <laughs> well, do you like werewolf movies? I do. You'll never guess who my all-time favorite uh, two werewolf movies is. American Werewolf in London? That's one, and Teen Wolf is the other. The Howling? Not into The Howling. What was it? Uh, Teen Wolf. Which one? Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox. Oh yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that's like not really monster a... movies. Oh well, well anything with the you know I like the old the old Warner Brothers horror films you know or monster movies. I've always been a fan of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm definitely going to be right. a fan of this one too because uh, I, I will uh, I'll even sweeten up the pot. I'll. Uh, I'll break to everybody about your film just by letting, having you be in the black tent. Am, am I am I uh, trying too hard? Uh, people in chat room are saying, "What are they saying? Icon, quit." Oh, okay, all right, I will, <laughs> but I won't. All right, uh, he'll never quit. He'll never quit. <laughs> no, you'll you'll have to you'll have to drag me out of the spotlight with my teeth marks still on it. Anyway, so we're gonna let's let's uh, let's start uh, bringing some people on here, and we'll start with. Nine nine oh four. Go ahead. Nine nine oh four. Here. Maybe they don't know the number. Eight two one zero. Go ahead. Hey, this is Michelle Brown Houston. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday, live Monday on eighty nine point one. Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare Matthias. All right, one, 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 two. Hey, this is Christina Leto, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Holster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. 8847. Hey, this is Ivy Dominique, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday, live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM. With your host, the icon, the big swing, 
the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hoekster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. 4774. Hey, this is Leslie Sawyer, and you're listening to Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your hosts, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. 9904. Hey, this is Steve Silver. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday, live Monday, on 89.1 Ken's FM, with your hosts, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Holster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. And last but not least, 1904. Hey, this is Kevin Ebner. You're listening to the Attitude Error Monday, live Monday, on 89.1 Ken's FM, with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have the assembly of the Black Tent. We have the director, we have the actresses, we have the actors, we have them all. And by the time this interview is done here on 89.1 Ken's FM, we have 57 minutes for the icon to be part of this cast and crew, ladies and gentlemen. And it will not stop until I get a part. Because you guys don't want me to come down the set and start picketing. Okay. All right. So, basically, here's what we're going to do here. I'm going to ask a few questions to everybody. Um, and then uh, I'll just say your, the last four digits of your phone number, then you can answer the question. And, of course, uh, remind us who you are, and then we'll go from there. We'll start out with, um, let's see, we'll start out with 8210. What is your favorite thing about working for Mr. Hand? Okay. Well, that is a really good question. Um, I have never worked for Scott yet. Uh, Scott and I met. I I know the feeling. um, But he's awesome. I mean, he really is. Um, I've never worked with Scott. Uh, Scott and I met um, at HorrorCon in New Jersey. Um, And some of my other cast members from another production, Ivy and Steve, are on here as well. I love you guys. Miss you. Um, He just came up to me and he said, hey, yo, I mean, I have a part for you because You know, I'm a filmmaker as well, and we write parts, and the parts that we write are specific looks, specific accents, specific everything, and that's just the way it happened. But um, since then, Scott and I, we've talked, and Scott is wonderful, man. I'll be honest with you. I mean, there's only one other director I really have worked with that I can say is awesome other than Scott, and I've not even worked with Scott yet. So I think Scott's, I think he's great, man. I really do, and I'm really excited about this film. And, you know, I, I'll tell you what, Scott, uh, the, another reason I want to uh, get a part in this picture, because when I usually approach girls and say, hey, I got a part for you, they say, oh, get away from me, you creep. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, my. Uh, look, I'll tell you what. Here, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys a quick story. You guys probably don't care, but I'm going to tell you a quick story. 
When I tried to get a date for prom, I asked 12 girls out, 13 turned me down. This one girl came up to me and said, don't even think about asking me. Okay, all right, no problem. <laughs> so, yeah, so the head of the cheerleaders turned me down before I could even ask. So I went out with a gal over the head of the Spanish club. Anyway, that's another story. Uh, <laughs> Uh, see, I, I, I'm very entertaining. Eight four four seven. What is your favorite part about being part of the the black tent? Well, it's it's been such a creative process working with Scott, just understanding how he thinks and how he develops characters and plot. I mean, I would just love to be inside this guy's mind for a day just to see what dwells in there. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, one nine oh four. When you were hey. approached, when you, when you were approached to be part of the film, was there any hesitation, or were you like, "Yeah, sign me up, just like I want to be"? <laughs> <laughs> you got a long way to go, but uh, I you know I talked to Scott, um, and my role uh, was kind of designed for me. It fit right perfectly to my personality. Uh, four seven seven four. When you were grant, when you were given a part in the film, what was your major reaction? Were you like, uh, I I I can't wait to get started, or I'm like, this is another thing I can add to my memoirs for great pictures I'm going to be involved in. Uh, yes, this is Leslie Sawyer, and I'm going to be playing the part of Magda, who is a clairvoyant and a fortune teller. Um, and I'm very excited about playing the role. I actually met Scott um, on Facebook about a good five years ago. And Scott can uh, obviously correct me. I'm not sure. It, I can't, it's so hard for me to remember if at that point in time he actually did have the black tent going at that time. I just remembered no. I loved his posts. I loved your posts about New Jersey and the boardwalk and all that, all the memories that you had. You are so amazing with the history and your knowledge and what you've written about it. And it's, I, I was just, I, cause I love, I'm way into history. I love history. So I just actually, Scott and I started chatting and talking. And when he was started talking to me about the black tent, uh, I definitely was enthralled. I love horror. I'm way into fantasy, science fiction, all of that stuff. I'm a total nerd. <laughs> and, um, of course, I just I love the part. And I was very, very flattered that he inserted that particular character with me in mind. He's like, you know, I really, really see you as this character. And I really, really would love for you to play it and be in this film. And I've kind of been with him through the highs and the lows because I've seen him develop this movie over time where it looked like, oh, okay, things were kind of pulling together. We all know how difficult it is to actually get a movie made. It's, it's not like you just call up a few people and wham, okay, let's start filming next week. Uh, I know of some movies, big budget movies, that took 10 years before they finally got made. So uh, I applaud Scott in that he never gave up. He has really fought for this. He's gone through much adversity uh, and come out the better for it. And as a result, I think this movie honestly is going to be 
really, really a great movie. Um, he's put together an incredible cast, also an incredible crew. Uh, so, hey, I my hat's off to you, uh, Scott, because I know what you have gone through to try to get this movie made. This is his baby, and it's going to be a beautiful baby <laughs> once it's born. <laughs> Now, I believe that we have uh, Mr. Silver on 9904. Is that correct? 1904. Okay, 1904. Okay. So, Mr. Silver, I, I want to call yeah. you Mr. Silver because I, I saw your picture and I thought uh, I thought I was uh, looking at um, uh, Frank Sinatra, to be honest with you. What is, what, is your, what is your favorite part about not only being in this cast but making movies itself? And also, you could be... Uh, Mr. Sinatra's look like? <laughs> well, I've been told uh, a couple of actors. Bruce Willis has been the biggest one, and that's the first time I've been told Frank Sinatra. So that's a very big honor. Um, I liked acting. I would, in fact, it was funny because when I started out, I always wanted to be an actor, went to college to be an actor, but I needed to eat, so I decided I'd better go into business. And now I'm pursuing my dream. And Acting is just an extension of me. I do everything I can to bring myself to the part and my interpretation of the character as it's written on the page. And uh, 9904, you, you're also part of the cast here. What is your outlook for the film besides uh, having me in it and us winning a whole bunch of awards for the film? Yeah, no, this is uh, this is Kevin Ebner. Um, this is actually the second film I've been working on with Scott, and yep. he's uh, very graciously uh, giving me the part of the lead, uh, Alex Bramboldi in uh, The Black Tent. Um, he's the star. From, from day one, like I've been telling Scott, um, the people that are involved in this entire movie are very passionate about it. They're very happy to be part about it, a part of it, rather. Um, and that's the number one thing, I think, when it comes to independent films, is you need to get the people that are excited to be part of it and want to make it. So I think that's what makes these types of movies have the heart and soul that they do. Um, so I think the outcome that with this movie, the cast and crew that we have set up and lined up, um, it's been a process. But I think we got all the, the ducks in a row, the, so to speak. Um, I think we got the right people involved, and I think it's going to be a very, very well-done production. So... I think the outcome is going to be very, very good. Um, we got a very good project on our hands. So, we're, so you, this is the, the second time you worked with Scott. What is the, the one thing? And I know he's listening, so be honest. Uh, what, what, what is your, what is your favorite thing about Scott? My favorite thing about Scott is he, he gives you the, uh, uh, the opportunity to be as creative as you want with the, the character that you're playing. Now, we, we have to get the shot with, as per the script, um, verbatim, but he wants to do shot after shot, take after take, and I think that makes the project itself uh, a little bit more involved for the actor in the best possible way because I think you can get the best possible cuts and put together the best possible movie that you can piece together. And Scott also is very passionate about the things he does. So, I mean, a lot of that goes into what – a lot of everybody's been saying so far, um, even, especially down with, like, I agree 100% with what uh, Leslie said. Scott pours his heart and soul into what he's doing, and it shows in the uh, the outcome of 
what he's putting together and the people he brings together. And um, that being that being said, it makes it more of a family than like a cast and crew, and that's one environment I love. Um, so that makes me really excited to work on any project that he actually uh, wants to keep me along uh, along for the ride. Uh, you'll be along. Uh, we're on 89.1 Kens FM here, and you're listening to us live every Monday night here on 89.1 Kens FM. For those of you who listen to the show on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era Monday Live Monday, like that, you do a ten uh, you do a ten dollar a month donation to Power of the Tower, and you go to 89.1 Kens FM page like that, we'll get you qualified to win an autograph picture from a past guest, current guest, and future guest. Now. I'm going to message everybody individually, uh, and hopefully everybody that's on the show tonight would be willing to uh, maybe donate a few autographs for uh, our cause here on the station to keep us on the air. That would be, uh, you guys would be uh, all comp for that. Would that be cool? Absolutely. Sure. Most definitely. Right. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, there's one, there's one guy I, I, want, to, I want to ask. Uh, Michelle Brown Houston, are you there, ma'am? Yes, sir, I am. All right, so I'm I'm kind of curious, you know, uh, and I'm going to ask everybody this too because it's kind of an ego thing. And well, maybe I should uh, maybe I should put the ego on hold because you guys don't need any egos on the set. But uh, you know, when I uh, when Scott sent me your picture and I made that collector's card for you, I I, I thought the picture of you with the with the, with the cowboy hat, the cowgirl hat was really really cute. What is your favorite part about acting and being in film? Okay, I'm getting choked up because uh, the cowgirl hat is like my dad. I mean, I used to break horses. Um, I'm like really country. I mean, I got some friends on here tonight that um, you're interviewing as well, and I love them dearly. And they know how much I love horses and stuff. And um, the hat thing is is just, you know, is. I, I, I didn't mean to uh, uh, ask an emotional question. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me ask every, you this every, uh, look, look, look. Everything is cool. Um, it's just uh, it gets emotional. Just please move on. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, Michelle, I'm going to ask you one uh, one other question. You know, you mentioned you used to break horses. Do you think you can break Scott into letting me break into the movie? Uh, <laughs> all right. See, now you broke my tears to something I need to talk about. Mm. I don't know, money, love. <laughs> Somebody get this guy that? a walk-on role already, for God's sake. <laughs> I hear my girl Ivy, yes. <laughs> so hey, you Ivy, really did he send you the money order too? <laughs> no, I just know my Ivy and Steve. They're my good friends. I just, I've just i worked with them many times. I know my Ivy and Steve. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, what do y'all think we should do? <laughs> well, in the words of Candyman, well, Man, maybe he could be my victim. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Tell you what I'm gonna make uh, that would be a change here, for you, Ivy. Instead of you being the victim for a minute, that would be a wouldn't change. that be a refreshing change? <laughs> All right, we, we got we got about uh, 
we got we got about forty four minutes here uh, for me to try and break into this movie. So here's what we're going to buy. But before we're done here, oh, see, he, he's he don't care about all of us, y'all. He just wants his break. <laughs> I think you should set up a poll online. Wait, 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 yeah, I'll tell you what, if you guys at the end of the show vote to put me in the movie when I'm on they set cannot. with you when I'm on the set with all you guys and gals, not only will I carry your bags, I don't care how heavy they are, uh I'll go get your cappuccino. <laughs> uh if you need if you need a if you need a stool to sit on, I will uh I'll I'll let you I'll I'll Go down to all fours. You can sit on my back. Uh, if you need someone, you're hearing uh, this, Ivy, right? We might have a male companion girlfriend. Ivy, we got somebody that might. <laughs> oh my goodness! I can't see you. On air, we got witnesses. I take my coffee black. My odor's easy. All right, yes, no I like lots of cream. I like lots of cream in my coffee. I just you guys like are going to send me a box of cigars. So we'll we'll go back to uh, Scott here now. When you approach all these people, and apparently it's, it's kind of different for you, you can approach uh, a gal and then uh, not have them run away. So tell me, when you when you met all these people, did you have it? In, did did you write the characters with them in mind, or did you have the characters? found them, and then kind of tweak the characters to fit their personalities? Uh, half and half. Uh, Leslie, like she was saying, uh, we had been talking for, uh, I think, maybe about the year before this came about. When I was talking with her, I was getting ready to do my first short film, Lost in the Night, and she said to me in one of the conversations, she says, well, if you do another one, you know, keep me in mind. So we started to talk about, like, you know, uh, her cosplay, different things she does, etc. And uh, she sent me these pictures, and one of them, she was a fortune teller. And I was talking with Jim Demuse about doing a carnival movie, um, and he had wanted to do Dueling Magicians, kind of like that uh, movie The Prestige with Hugh Jackman and the one with Ed Norton, The Illusionist. And I couldn't do right. that kind of movie. I saw both of those. I'm like, no, it's going to be a horror movie. I, I like monsters. We're going to have a monster movie here. So... I wrote the part of Magda for Leslie. It was designed and written for her. Steve, I had met uh, almost a year ago, Steve and Ivy, and when I met them, uh, the, the, there was a couple of people over at the table he was at, and they were really supping up all my attention. And somehow or other, Steve got his card over to me, and when I brought it home, I had been planning to add an additional role to the film, and after like a week or two or whatever, I, I looked at his card and I was like, you know what? He looks just like this character I had in mind, you know? So I started to talk to him about it, and that's how that came up. Uh, I talked to Ivy about it, and it, she came on early enough where I, it was kind of like she could pick which character she thought would be best, you know? Um, so we went back and forth. Then with some of the other people, like Michelle, like she said to you, she came up to me at the table and was talking, and when she walked up to me, I'd already had the script, and I thought, oh, wow, okay, you know, she, this, this is what I saw for the part of Vera Schilling. You know, this is exactly what I saw in her. So I was like, she said, I'm an actress, and she was saying, you know, I'm looking for other work. And I said, well, I got this picture I'm, I'm working on next, and I think you'd be perfect for this. 
you know. So she sent me her demo and everything, and I looked it over, and, uh, you know, I didn't have to look any further. I mean, that's, that was the, you know, that's the person, you know. And uh, basically, you know, when I, the thing when you're writer-director, if you're very, you know, you have a, a strong vision, you know, of the characters. And this one here I've been stewing over for, you know, five years now. So I kind of, you know, it's really just to a point I just kind of want to get this thing out of my head and just get it out there, you know. So it's it's a fairly easy casting process. And, you know, most just, I think, practically everybody. So there was a couple of different people uh, that I talked to uh, early, very early on that expressed some interest. And, you know, eh, eh, you know, and then, you know, nothing. But um, I think uh, I'm a firm believer everything happens for a reason. And I really can't see anybody else in these roles, you know, now that they're cast. Well, and with that being said, you know, if you know independent films is as we as we talked about before uh, everybody came on independent films is a lot different than you know the hollywood rhetoric you know if you ask me and i don't know if, how you guys feel about this but it seems like hollywood does not have any original ideas anymore they're like remaking stuff and rehashing stuff and you know make even though I didn't mind the movie, I mean, what, 30 years later they had finally made a sequel to Top Gun? I mean, couldn't they come up with something else? The thing about Scott, that oh I, I've gotten to know you, the, the thing I've gotten to know you about, Scott, is you, you have an original idea, you you thought about it, you put it down to paper, you got people involved in the film, soon to be me, and you, you're going you're gonna to make it happen. Tell me, when you first got the idea for the Black Tent, because we mentioned that this is your baby, when did you first come up with the idea, and when did you start writing it, and when did you finish it? When I arrived at Final Cut for Lost in the Night, uh, my mentor, the late Jim Demuse, had come to see me, and like I said, uh, we started to figure out, like, and the next picture, you know, it was going to be a short film because I lost in the night. I'd written that as a feature length film. And well, you know, when it's your first time, you know, you start out small and then gradually go. So I did a, uh, a variation of the script. I kind of scaled it down to almost nothing. And I still hope to make that feature length version of that script. That's a, it's a good one about the Jersey devil. I think um, we were talking about it and Jim was awesome. I mean, you know, I grew up with all his work around me here on the Wildwood Boardwalk, uh, the Lost World Dark Ride, uh, the Brigantine Castle, the Hornet Mansion of Long Branch. I mean, he was the, the genius really behind that, you know. And, you know, it, it's, you know, I could talk about Jim really for, I could talk about him all night. Um, you know, his influence on me was very, you know, strong. And when he, you know, came to me, you know, I was working as a writer, you know, like I was doing like more like a, yeah, columns, you know, for different little magazines here. And I thought I want to be a screenwriter. And so we trying to do this. So I told him, and, you know, I would like run things past him. And he basically sharpened me up as a writer. You know, he made me sharper. So when we were developing this one, he would sit there with his sketch pad. He would have this black sketch pad. We would talk and he would just make these, these depictions, these, 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 you know, images. And what do you think of this? You know, and I'd look at it and I'd say, hmm, you know, that's interesting. I don't know if it works for this picture. Yeah, how about this? And then he'd come back like a week later and the book would be full. So I would like flip through and I'd be like, oh my God, you know, it's like, it's like now all I had to do is just basically come up with plot points, character names and things. So 
then I came up with the idea, the way I want to do this is going to be German Expressionism, kind of like the Cabinet of the Dr. Caligari, you know, um, some of the Tim Burton, you know, Tim Burton takes a lot of his stuff from there as well. Um, and I, I had a very clear vision on this, so I started taking notes on it. You know, I'm a big note taker, and um, I was filling up a notebook, and it was going on for, we started January the 18th, let me see, I got it here, let me see when the last entry was, hold on. I left it out specifically for this tonight. All right, so my first entry was 118.18, and the last entry was 11.30.18. So at that point, I filled up the notebook completely, and I sat there, and I did an outline. And then I, I kind of let it go, and then it was like the middle of January of 2019. I was, it was just on my mind, and I said, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get the first draft written. And I sat down, and I probably banged out the first, like, 40, 44 pages in, like, the first night. It was a late night, obviously. But, you know, and at that time, it was, like, almost half the script. And then I went to it the next day. I mean, like, I didn't leave the house or anything. I just basically sat up here, you know, with coffee, you know, and just kept working on this thing and got the first draft done. And um, that, that's where it started. And then, you know, we were hoping to get it going, and, you know, it didn't happen. And then, you know, why then, of course, COVID happened and everything else. And then I had another picture, another short that we'd started. And um, we're still trying to get Black Tent. But uh, everyone was saying, you know, you, you got to get another I mean, you gotta get another picture, you know, completed. You know, you got to have another one out there. So that's when I came up with the idea right before Jim passed away. He was here last time I saw him in January 2021. He said, how about a werewolf movie? I said, Jim, I'm not big on those. And he said, uh, but do your own thing with it, Scott. Do your own thing with it. You know, I, said, I said, no full moons. And I said, well, you get what you want with it. You know, do it your way. You know, write it the way you would want to say it. So I took another notebook and I started to write. And then, of course, I got the news he passed. And so it uh, it lingered, uh, you know, for about I don't know, five months or so. And then I went and wrote the first draft. And, you know, and I wrote another draft. And I think by the time it was done, it was ten drafts. And then we filmed the like, hey, you know, the uh, evolution, yeah, I think it's always the evolution of a good script. You know, that's what, at least that's what I hope, you know. Uh, we're here Scott, on 89.1. This is, this yeah, is one second. second. Uh, we're, on eight, yeah. Yeah, we're on 89.1 Ken's FM here. We need to take a quick little commercial break. Uh, if everybody will stick with us here, uh, just uh, we'll uh, do this here real quick. We'll take a quick little time out, and then we'll be back with everybody. So stick with us after we hear these messages from our new sponsor. So you're outside looking at that ticking time bomb of snow on your roof. A phone call to Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal will solve that problem. They can be reached at 701-866-9018 or at Elevated Concrete and Snow Removal on Facebook. Their concrete work includes driveways, sidewalks, walkways, approaches, garage floors, patios, and shed pads. Plus, they offer decorative or stamped concrete as well. And all estimates are free. Once winter is over, they are ready for any concrete project you have. Elevated concrete and snow removal at 701-866-9018. And for those of you who are listening uh, to 89.1 Kens FM locally, you know that if you look outside right now, there is a big pile of white snow everywhere. And, uh, Scott, that's another reason I want you to uh, hire me in the movie so I can take a break from the white stuff. Uh, there is uh, another person I want to talk to. Uh, Ivy, you are there with us, ma'am? 
you rang. <laughs> well, I'm just kind of curious. You know, I have uh, I, I've I, I've seen a lot of uh, your pictures, and you are you've been on the cover of several magazines, have you not? Is that me, or just somebody that looks like me? <laughs> oh, Ivy, come on, baby. <laughs> Do I, do, I, do I need to play on my researcher? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they did their due diligence. Yes, I, I was just on the cover of uh, Harper's Bazaar magazine. Yeah, I, I believe you've been in, uh, let's see, I think, uh, Mel V, you've been on uh, uh, Eau Claire, you've been on Glamour. And you've been a lot of uh, in a lot of movies. What is your favorite part about not only being an actress, but when you walk into a store like a bookstore, or you walk into a supermarket and you see your picture on a magazine, and you see everybody looking at it? What what what, what kind of experience is that? Honestly, it's quite surreal for me. So that's your prom day story. I could not get a date for the prom. Really? I was, you know, the girl that none of the guys wanted they made fun of. So it's kind of funny now because they're all in my DMs. But <laughs> to me, it's, just, it's been very surreal, and it's also, it's just strange. You know, it's something that I honestly didn't think that I would ever achieve. I've been very blessed and fortunate that it happened for me later in life. And I just try and- to be a positive role model, you know, more than just looking good. You know, I want girls to know that you can be intelligent and, you know, do things other than look pretty on a magazine cover. You know, and I, I, I hope you doesn't hate me for answer, asking this question. Uh, Steve, I just got to know, what is it like being married to the world's most famous supermodel? First of all, I have no say whether you can't miss movie officially, so <laughs> you told that to the wrong person there. <laughs> uh, it's it's neat to, to be able to look at that and see her on there, but the person she really is is a lot deeper than that, and uh, it's it's interesting every day. That that was that uh, that was uh, Steve uh, that was Steve Silver, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, let's uh, bring on a question for uh, Christina uh, later. How long yes, have you uh, been? How long how long have you been uh, acting and uh, doing your thing? I actually realized I've been acting most of my life, but um, I took it professionally um, serious actually last year and it's been going great but I have always been in the arts and always been performing um I've just been a I've been teaching fitness most of my life so I decided to uh dive in and I love it you know I was going to say Christina they uh uh the one movie about Whitney Houston was uh was miscast you should have been the lead role in that (laughs) well thank you (laughs) Maybe, all right, so maybe you, and just and just so you guys know, I'm not all buttering you up to vote for me in here, because uh, you know all these questions are all these questions are right from the heart. You know, you you guys will realize that when I'm on set with you. Remember that when I'm on set with you. Uh, <laughs> Way to manifest. So the brief second right. before security removes you, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, 
so let, uh, now let's uh, talk to you, Leslie Sawyer. Uh, I got a question for you. You are definitely into dressing up and doing, uh, I, I believe it's called cosplay. Is that correct? Is that the term? Yes, uh-huh, cosplay, uh-huh. So does that mean you like go, like go to a lot of uh, comic cons and you you know you dress up like Trekkies and uh, you know you you is that basically what you do? Oh yeah, I do. I do do that. But um, I'm honestly primarily uh, an actress and uh, the cosplay thing. Uh, actually, I did that first. I was doing that before I started trying to be an actress, but. Um, but no, I mean, I pretty much a lot of my attention now is focused on on acting. But uh, I definitely do the the circuit. I go to conventions now because of the acting, um, and I do a lot of Star Trek fan films. So because of that, I'm actually getting pretty well known uh, within that community. And as a result, I do get asked to be a guest uh, and do panels at conventions. Uh, you know, talking about you know what it's like and talking about you know being in those fan films so that's nice (laughs) that that's actually nice to be asked and be up on stage like that and talk about stuff (laughs) uh my next question is for kevin are you here with us sir i am now this will be the black cat this will actually be the second is this the, the second picture that you've done with scott it is now, uh, we were talking about the uh, the first movie uh, uh, that you were in. We, remind us of the name of that film again, the werewolf movie. Oh, I love Lockdown. it. Yeah, Lockdown. Now, let me ask you this. When you were approached to be in this film, it's obvious, and when you're supposed to be in a black tent, it's obvious because you did such a great job in Scott's first film, and also the fact yes. that you're on the movie poster. Was that one thing that, you 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 didn't know what was going to happen. You you were being you were going to be on the movie poster. Well, I just want to back it up for a second. I think you're going about this all all the wrong way. You have to do what I did. You just have to wander on set one day, and eventually they'll put you in the movie. I'm trying to do that. Yeah, you have to wander on set. We're, we're, we're not supposed to let know where the set is. So. <laughs> oh my god! No, no. Um, it, it, it is a surreal thing to, to kind of see, because um, I do mostly like dinner theater stuff, like in Cape May and all that. But I, I've done like a bunch of short films and things like that. One has actually won a bunch of awards. Um, but feature length wise, Lycane was the second one I've done, but the first one I've had a major role in. And yeah, no, it, it's cool to kind of see your face up there like that. Um, it, 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 it's something very surreal for a, a client repairman like myself to see. <laughs> He's a great actor. Kevin's a great actor. Believe me. So, is. Kevin, uh, you said appliance and salesman. Does that mean we'll get to see you in the next uh, uh, set of – you'll be the next Meg Tag Man? It's actually be the uh, sequel to the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> Instead of oh, okay. Uh, now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious here. Now, everybody – now, don't take this the wrong way, guys, because still, still vote me in to be on the film at, at when we're done here. But everybody looks like – Everybody looks like somebody else, and everybody here is beautiful and handsome and good-looking and everything. Now, Kevin, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but, you know, you are a splitting image of Willy Wonka, a.k.a. Gene Wilder. 
Has anybody ever told you that? I have Say what? No, hold up. I just unmuted. What? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I take it as a compliment. Gene Wilder's one of the uh, uh, I met Kevin when I met Scott at the table of Jack B. Nimble and Horicon. And no, I don't see that, man. I don't see that. <laughs> I've got one. All right, well, I apologize. Does that upset you? I'm sorry. No, no, it no not at all. No, God, no. Right. I don't get upset. I'm drama free. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're on 80, uh, 89.1 FM here, and uh, we have the cast and crew of the Black Tent. We have so many great, so many talented people here that's on the show with us tonight. As a matter of fact, I believe this is the blockbuster episode because we have never had this many people on at one time. The phone lines are lit up. Everything is awesome. So I guess my next question to Scott you know, you have, you know, we, we talked about your first film. It's going to be great. And you, you, you figure it's going to be coming out in the spring, you're thinking? Uh, probably end of the summer, I think. I'm thinking hopefully August. And do you have a planned release date for when you want to have the Black Tent released? Not yet, no. We're still working out some bugs on that one. That's not in production yet. We'll We'll know when we get closer to that point. And... How many other ideas do you have uh, in your head or written down for future projects? Well, I love there's the feature of. version of Lost in the Night. That's the one I already talked about, that one. And the figure like Cain is really the only one that was made in full. So I wrote eight screenplays. So there's seven of them sitting here in, you know, in, in full first draft format. And I've got about four four other ideas and notebooks right now for four additional scripts. They're not all horror either. Some of them are actually comedy. One's a historical drama, you know, kind of like, you know, a little epic-like, you know, like, you know, take place over like, you know, a course of maybe like 50 years, something like that. That's what I'm now, toiling would, around with. Now, would you ever let anybody approach you with a movie idea or a script sure. and say, hey, sure. here's my idea, make it happen? Or does that sure. not ever happen? I, I, uh, it's happened once so far, and uh, yes, I would be open to talking to people. Yeah, sure. Let me uh, go back to uh, Mr. Silver. When you uh, when you started uh, acting, what was your what was your main goal when you when you started acting? Besides being in several films with uh, uh, Scott Hand and also uh, being with me in a movie. <laughs> I don't know if I had a dream of being with you in a movie yet, but I mean, I was, <laughs> but uh, no, I I had the idea of doing a lot of short appearances and feature-length movies, or even a recurring role on a TV series. I uh, I've always watched people like Bruce Willis, and Vernon Scott, or I'm sorry, Vernon Wells. Um, Doing the doing their thing and it's always been appealing to me. You know, there, uh, you have actually also been on a uh, magazine uh, cover. I believe the article or the magazine was beyond your frame. Fame is that correct? Your frame? Yeah. Yes. Yep. That was How a long, long time ago. 
It's not all. Did everybody well, get a check? There's a rubber check. <laughs> all right, darling. All right, darling. I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking. All right. Well, well. Hey, we 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 got uh, we got I'm the we got about two manager. Minutes. I am the production we, manager. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. All right. All right, we we got uh, we got 15 minutes with you guys. We got five minutes before the vote, but we need to take a quick little time out. We need to do a quick little uh, legal thing here, and we will be back after we hear these uh, little messages. So stick with us, and we will be right back after this. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ FM, Holly Fargo Moorhead, independent public radio for Fargo Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. And we are back here on 89.1, uh, 89.1 Ken's FM, and this is Attitude Era Monday, Live Monday, with your host, the icon, usually the big swings here, usually Granny Hulkster's here, and usually Matthias is here. But unfortunately, I decided to keep them off the station right this week so I can get myself into the movie and not have to worry about bringing them. Uh, for, uh, forgive me, I'm about to sin. <laughs> so we, we got the we got the crew of the black, uh, black tent here. We got about uh, 14 minutes here with everybody. So Scott, with you, you have a great crew here. And uh, it, it, it sounds like this is just going to be a wonderful production, and I'm glad you're going to make me part of it. But when you are, are, are starting to film this, do you know how many days you want to have it made in, or uh, have you not even yeah, thought we, about that? Yeah, yeah, we have a preliminary schedule. Um, I've actually gone through it forwards and backwards. I, I'm going to be able to shoot the picture in 20-day schedule. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's going to be long nights, but yeah. Now, when when you're when you're filming these, now you obviously. I, one thing I'm I, I, I'm kind of curious here about. Uh, you obviously have. Do you have all your own equipment? Like you have like all your cameras, all your cords, all the all the 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 film, all that stuff. Or is that something you have to like go out and buy and order and, uh, and find a set? What 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 goes on in that process? Well, the director of photography that I've got has all his own equipment. So, I mean, as far as the cameras and all that goes, he has all his own stuff. Uh, you know, he's a veteran. So, uh, in fact, I believe Steve Ivey and Michelle have worked with John already. Am I right, guys? You worked with him? Yeah. 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 My God. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I have worked with John McClung a few more times than Ivey and Steve have. And I'm telling you, I mean, Steve as much he's, as he was on set of Jack B. Nimble, he's so much better. Oh, my God. I love, uh, yes, I love John. I love him. So, Scotty, hmm. when you when you start filming this, and, uh, of course, you said you haven't, uh, you haven't uh, finalized that yet. 
Are you looking, uh, do you have a specific location that you want to film at, or can you not divulge that yet? There's a few. There's a few. Some of them are locked down, but um, there's one place I particularly want to shoot at for the main location, and um, that'll probably be available at a later date. Uh, I was talking to the lady that owns the property. So I'm just uh, I'm I'm still kind of working on that at the moment. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, if you want, if you want to lock that property up, just tell her that uh, the icon will be there, and that should seal the deal. All right, I'll hey, do Scott. It. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's pushing really hard on this thing. Um, don't we need a gaffer? Well, I don't know, Scott. Are you going to gaff? Are you, are you good at lighting? Are you, are, you, are you good with lighting hey. equipment, or are you going to blow the place up? Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> now, this is true. This is 100% true. I have an associate's degree from Brown College uh, in Mendota Heights, Minnesota, where I learned how all about lighting. I got straight A's in every class I took, whether it came to editing, lighting, every. I know all about that stuff. However... I, I was able to get straight A's for stuff in front of the cam, uh, from behind the camera, and up on the scaffolding. But I want to be in front of the cam. How about the you know, clapper? The who? The what? The scene clapper. There you go. Uh, hey. <laughs> okay, so Michelle Brown Houston is weighing in, um, and I got friends on here, so I want everyone to know. Um, <clears throat> I've decided I want to take a step back as well. I love acting. I do. Oh, my God. I love acting. I really do. But I just want to take a step back and not have to deal with all of that. The wardrobe and everything. Don't get me wrong now, guys. I mean, if you want to act bad gum, it's great. It is awesome. But as much as I've done, I just want to take a step back. You know, that's it. That's all I want to say. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We we got about uh, ten minutes left here. We're we're, we're going to do this here. Uh, the the time for begging is over. The moment of truth is here, ladies and gentlemen, as they say. Oh, for and, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we're we're going to uh, prep this here. As you know, I am probably one of the most dedicated people there is. And I'll tell you what. If you uh, if you guys all vote, we're going to vote here in a second. You know, I'll tell you what, I, I do have a little bit of, of fame. I did put out a CD one time that went aluminum. Will <laughs> 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 you beat me to that sound effect? <laughs> oh, my God. Look, I tried to make 10. I couldn't even make, I, I couldn't even make 10. You know what? I couldn't even make 10 foil. I mean... I, this was going to be the. This was going to be my breakout role. I sold three. Oh copies. my God! Who the hell cares? Right. Okay. okay babe. Hold up. Hold up. I have a question for you. If you yes. want to be in the movie, I have a question for you. So what is why? Why do you think you need to be in the movie? What What makes you think you need to be in the movie? I'm dedicated. I have talent, and you guys I'm will love for me. You to act. Oh, okay. Hold on. All right. Well, 
I didn't Come on, guys, you better have him act. Have him do some lines. Come on, Scott. Hang on, guys. Hang on, guys. Let him. Well, acting's fun. You get to be somebody that you're not. You're not normally that person. person. So you can pretend to be anybody you want in a film. That's my girl. So you start playing. Yep. What type of character? Yep. Well, you know, I I, I do have but one I other. I wanted to know those two questions. I mean, what makes you think you're worthy to be in this film? Well, like I said, I, I'm dedicated. I'm very entertaining, and I could bring a lot of character to the set. <laughs> but he's a character. What would you like to play? Okay. Okay. Now we we got about uh, we got about uh, six minutes left here, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, do a vote. Uh, and uh, everybody, you guys have all said who you are, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna uh, read the last four digits of your phone number, and then that okay. way no one knows who's how anybody's voting unless you guys everybody has everybody's number on speed dial, which mine will be on your guys' speed dial by the time we're done here. But eight one eight two one zero, yes or no. Oh, I say yes or no? Yep. You no. no. No? Okay. Uh, Hell you're, no. You're, you're lying. Uh, one, 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 two. Uh, I'm going to say you can carry my coffee, yes. All right. Uh, eight, four, four, seven. Well, I will need to put my feet up at the end of the day since Scott did say it's going to be a long night. So, yeah, sure, why not? All right, that's a yes. One nine oh four. Hmm. You got Cohibas? Well, yeah, whatever. Just... All right. Yeah, well, if you bring Cohibas to the set, I'll say yes. All right, I'll put you down for a yes. Four seven seven four. If you continue to plug this movie, I would say yes. <laughs> By minute, <laughs> I ain't gonna do nothing but brag about it. And nine nine oh four. I will say I've not received that box of cigars or bourbons like Scott said. It's so coming. It's, it's coming. All right. Until until I get those things, it's a no. What? No. Okay. All right. So that's four yes, two no. Uh, so right now I'm in the lead, but of course we got to uh, talk to the boss. Uh, hey, it's it's four to two right now, Scott. So what do we think? Am I in or not? You got to give me a quote from a movie. I got to hear some acting, and then I'll give you my answer. You got to do it. They're letting you go easy. And by the way, you're all fired. <laughs> Fine. I, I don't. I'll go on a cruise. I, well, I don't have. Mine was on a contingency. Mine was a contingency. He has to, he has to plug girl. the movie more. You He's got to plug the movie right. more. That's right, girl. Tell it. <laughs> well, you know, we we are all gonna we we're gonna do this again. We're gonna have uh, what we're gonna do here throughout, throughout the year while we're while the convincing. While while the, while the film is uh, being uh, made. Uh, every one of you guys will come back on the show individually, and I'll have you all co-host with me, and Matthias and Granny Hulkster, and I'll have you co-host with us. And we'll talk about the movie, and we'll pitch it then. So, you know, the sad thing is, 
I, I hate to say this, but not even Saddam Hussein got two no's when he was uh, running for office. So uh, it's four to two. Scott, I could have been a contender. So what, what do you think? Well, you're, you're, you refuse to give me a demo, but I'll put it this way. Right, here's my answer. I'll let you in on the film. It's a carnival film, but there's a con- I have a condition. All right, you've got to bring either the big swing or Matthias to babysit you on set. Hey, Scott. Scott. All right. Michelle Brown Houston, your production manager here. I agree. All I right. say we bring him on. We do that. Yes. Let him have that part. I think it would really roll really well. And he's going to promote us in Fargo, North Dakota heavily, right, Scott? You better believe it. <laughs> you better. You better. I don't want to hear. I don't want to see no nonsense. You better. All right. So the icon is going to be in the movie, The Black Kent, starring you guys and the icon. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, I appreciate it, Scott. You got, we, we only have a few more minutes here left. Uh, I'll tell you what, Scott, I cannot wait for this great opportunity. And I'll tell you what, I cannot wait to meet all of you. Now, the thing is, I'm assuming that, to, you know, like they said in uh, Tommy Boy, look after Tommy Boy till he gets his feet wet. Uh, I, I know that I, I probably won't be on the set the whole time, uh, but whatever part that you have for me, I'm going to tackle it. I'm going to... Run with the ball. I'm going to go all the way to the end zone. And hey, then Scott. Can... Hey, Scott. Yeah. If, yeah. if he needs to just have a – if I need a puppy dog, he's just puppy dog behind me. <laughs> you know, I'm production manager and beer and stuff. So he can just product. He can just follow behind me, and I'll make sure the camera gets on his face and stuff, you know. Yeah, this is one good thing about Scott. You know, it's his baby, but he will absolutely make sure that this film comes out top. He doesn't shortcut things. He makes sure everybody is great in their role and giving it their all. It's nice to be able to have that kind of confidence in a writer and director. That's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. I mean, you know, uh, owning half of Furious Nerd Productions, I mean, it's tiring. It really, but it's something you love. It's something you love so much that you just got to uh, keep rolling with it. You know, even if you get um, things that don't work out right, it still is something you love, and you still keep rolling with it. And that means a lot for any independent filmmaker. And that is what Scott Hand is. He's awesome. I cannot wait to work with him. I've never worked with him before, but I've been working with him on my phone and talking to him and doing this stuff as production manager and an actress, Vera, the the character Vera. He is awesome, and I cannot wait to do it. Thank you, Michelle. And uh, I I cannot wait to work with all of you and meet all of you. And uh, I guess the one I really need to butter up the most uh, is, uh, well, all of you, obviously. But you guys, when we're we're together, for the short time I'm on the set, I I promise you guys that 
I have a story that I would love to tell all of you that not only will melt your heart, but will make you fall in love with me even more. And I promise you this. But I'll tell you what, we're, uh, we're out of time. I do appreciate you guys all being with us tonight. And I sent information on uh, if you guys can all send some autographs for giveaways to help our station and help our cause. And I would definitely appreciate anything you guys can do. You guys are all wonderful. I can't wait to work with all of you. I can't wait to meet all of you. I can't wait to carry all your bags. Hopefully they won't be too heavy. And I can't wait to go to those midnight runs at Starbucks. Or uh, <laughs> terrible. Thank you for having us. Brown thanks, butter latte, baby. Brown butter latte. All right, this is the icon. I love you guys. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you guys, and uh, Thank you. I'm all good. And I'm going to have you guys Thank all you. on individually as co-hosts as well. Okay. Okay. Right. Thank you. Look forward right. to it. Thank you so much. Now, do you want me to hang on, Scott, or no? Yeah, yeah, just for a little bit. That's fine. Sure. Just one okay. second. All right. So it looks like everybody's popping off here, and I know our, our next guest is listening. Uh, so, uh, well, I'll tell you what, Scott, I appreciate it. Uh, you are the man, and I'm going to help make this film a big success. And maybe we'll win some awards together, and we'll do a lot of production so. stuff together. And hopefully this will be the start of a beautiful friendship, like Bugs Bunny used to say. <laughs> Let's hope so. All right, man. Let's Thank you, so. Scotty. Uh, we'll be in touch, all right? All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Have all you right. Uh, we have uh, uh, Ken. I do believe you're here with us, aren't you? Yep. All right. We, we have our next guest coming up here shortly. Uh, we need to take a quick little commercial break, and we will be back after these messages. So stick with us after these words. Tune in every Friday night at 8 p.m. and join me, Joel Mary Night, as my music from outer space gets intercepted by your eardrums. We've got rock. We've got electronic. We've got old novelty records. We've got pizza. Okay, that technology is still being worked on, so until we can perfect the transmission of a pizza directly to your mouth, for now we can have an hour-long buffet of rock and roll every Friday night. That's Rock and Roll Free Station, Fridays at 8 p.m., right here on the best station in all the galaxy, and Fargo, of course, Ken's FM. And we are on 89.1 Kins FM and stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Our next guest on the docket, she has got the most lovely singing voice in the history of the state that she is from. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you without further ado, she is Jane Fury. Hey, this is Jane Fury. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday, live Monday on 89.1 Kins FM with your host, the icons, Big Swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. All right, Jane. Unfortunately, uh, the Big Swing, Granny Hulkster, and Matthias are not with us tonight, but I, I did bring them. <laughs> no. They all abandoned you. They all abandoned you. Who's here? Uh, the icon? The icon, yeah. Uh, well, we have, uh, we have Ken. Uh, he, has a, he has a music show uh, on uh, Saturday nights. Is that correct, Ken? Yes, it is. It's called Modern Rock Worldwide, and uh, the name says it all. And uh, as the station uh, presents uh, throughout the week, we play a lot of new music. And uh, on uh, Modern Rock Worldwide, we do two things. We uh, feature new tracks of the week that we've selected to play on the air. And also, uh, we offer a venue for local bands to come in and play live. 
if you've ever seen that happen, uh, it's an interesting thing. It's uh, yours truly by himself, uh, sardined in with about six or seven other guys, and uh, they all pounded out right here in the studio, and they broadcast it live. Um, there are some uh, videos, I believe, up on our Facebook channel if you wanted to check out to see what the studio is like. But uh, um, I don't know if I kind of st- if I kind of told you, but uh, uh, the station place takes uh, the main studio. of The station is actually in the basement of my house. I'm excellent man cave, by the way. He loves the man cave down here. But uh, the uh, the uh, the thing that uh, uh, that is most important is we get local bands to come over and play live for their peers over the air, and it's free of charge. We don't make oh, any Lord. money on it, and it doesn't cost any money for them to come down. It's all publicity, and uh, we're hoping that uh, support for the station, we're a public radio station, support for the radio station will come through recognition of our support for the local music community. And I guess that's kind of where you come in. So, Jay, would you be willing to come? Would you be willing to come on down and uh, do a performance here in the studio with us at some point? Well, you have a Fargo, upon, uh, right? Yeah, Fargo. Fargo, North Dakota is probably uh, miles and miles away from everywhere. But uh, if you're doing a touring thing, it's actually a mid-stop because uh, yeah. uh, bands will come through. They'll tour through Minneapolis, and then they'll come through Fargo on their way to the West Coast. And sometimes they'll pick up, like, uh, Seattle or Portland, and then they'll go down to California. Um, It would be really easy for you to stop in, say hi to the station. Uh, We can interview you for a little bit. And if you have the time, want to play a couple of live tracks, we'd love to have you. Oh, I'd love to come when I'm in the when I'm in the frozen north, when I'm in the area. (laughs) Um, Well, where where do where do you hail from? Where do you hail from? I grew up in Minnesota, so you're not too far from my my hometown. Um, oh, awesome! Outside of outside of Minneapolis. Okay, so yeah, I'm Minneapolis. Now I live in Los Angeles. Oh, you're out in L.A. now, but uh, you're from uh, Minneapolis. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, maybe when she comes home, she can stop by. The exactly. next time you I mean, Fargo is quite a little way, but right. definitely. Definitely, definitely. So, Jane, here's what we're going to do. I'm, I'm, going yeah. to ask, I'm going to ask you a few questions, then we'll do a roundtable, then we'll come back to me and I'll ask you a couple questions. But first, uh, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll ask you some questions. Sure. I, um, well, like I just said, I grew up in Minnesota, and then when I graduated high school, I went on kind of a, a big life adventure. I moved to Italy when I was 19. I studied fashion and uh, went into the fashion industry for five years, then moved to Los Angeles, um, produced a film, and then decided it was time to get after my real my real dream, which had been music for a long time. And what is your what instrument uh, do you play, as if I didn't know, but I just have to ask? I grew up playing piano and singing in my school choirs, and now, but it's funny now because the music doesn't have that much piano on it, but I use it all the time for writing. So now I'm more of a producer and an arranger 
and you know now I'm arranging string assets and synthesizers and bass and kind of a little bit of everything. But I started with keyboard. You know uh, the way though. You know I was looking at uh, your your fan uh, site uh, on Facebook. And it looks like you uh, you not only play piano, it looks like you can play harp, you can play guitar, you can play drums. Is there any instrument you can't play? Can't, I can't play any of those instruments, but I've been arranging for them <laughs> um, <laughs> and working with really talented musicians who can play them. And so usually how it's been going is I'll, I write the songs, the lyrics, you know, decide the structure and have a basic idea of arrangement and then... I'll work with someone who's, you know, really trained on that one specific instrument and will, you know, usually I'll have an idea of what they should do and then we arrive at what the final part is because the songs are pretty arrangement heavy. They have a lot of, uh, like, real instruments on them, as I'm sure you said. Uh, Jane Pierce, I guess you're on 89.1 Kent FM. We've got 31 minutes here with Jane before we sign off here. I'm going to ask a few more questions and we'll turn it over to our music expert here. Now, when you're, you're you're currently touring, is that right? I'm I'm going to be in the next year. I'm currently finishing my debut album. I just put out a video on YouTube, which is a performance of three of the songs in the studio that I work in in Ohio, out here in California. And so you can uh, you can check that out. Then that gives a great idea of what the live performance might be like and what the arrangements are like for the music and everything that has three songs on it. I think that's Mother of Violence, correct? Um, Mother of Violence is a is a cover song of a Peter Gabriel song from 1978, and I well, put that out as a kind of placeholder, and because I love that song so much. So uh, how, how many uh, song I wrote? How many how many songs do you have out now? I have four songs out now: Mother of Violence, which is a cover. And the three songs from the video that we uh, shot that just came out on February 14th, and those three songs are called My Love, Sculptor, and Nod. Now, I'm going to ask this here. How many different uh, stations are playing your songs right now? I mean, it's, it's hard to know because people come across the music and, online and play it, and I have no idea. But I think maybe three or four, five, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is going to be good. I'm going to introduce you to Ken. Hey, Ken, do you think maybe uh, there might be some spots in the rotation for Miss Fury? Go ahead. What do you got, Ken? And then we'll see what we can do about making a deal on that. Awesome. Well, Jane, thank you for coming uh, on the show here with uh, Icon and me. I really appreciate it. And uh, talking with you about uh, live performances right up my alley. Um, I have a question for you, though. You play piano. When did you start? How old were you when you started? Uh, did you take uh, piano lessons and stuff like that? <clears throat> I was seven years old, and I took piano lessons until I was 18, consistently. Uh, now, Ken, you uh, you're, you're off. Yeah, well, I used to. Um, I have pretty much the same story that Jane does. Um, I started, I believe, in third grade, so that would have made me, what, nine? Uh, and then... Yeah. Uh, uh, I played, uh, took lessons from a neighbor lady, wonderful neighbor lady, and uh, mm. she uh, coached me all the way up until I think I got into high school, 
and then something strange happened. I got the radio bug and uh, kind of abandoned uh, uh, abandoned piano. But my uh, my instructor, uh, nobody really cares. I don't even know if she's living anymore. We do care, Kim. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we care. Uh, we care. Frances Byers was her name, and uh, she lived with us in Beach, North Dakota. If you know where that's at, it's the end of nowhere. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, she yeah. uh, she told me uh, when I decided to move on from piano, she told me that I really should continue because I had an unusual feeling for the music that I played. And so... Apparently, she meant that uh, uh, I was very passionate about what I was doing. And that rolls over into radio, too. Uh, Icon can tell you that uh, I live and breathe radio. So, But uh, I love that. Having, uh, having that behind me, uh, I can read music, and, uh, you know, I can pick up melodies on the piano. Uh, it's been many years since, uh, uh, since I played any piano. I'm not sure I could even pick out any melody nowadays, but I do have favorites. Are you familiar with Scott Joplin? I am not. He is a uh, ragtime composer from the uh, 20th century, the early 1900s. Mm, uh, yeah. He wrote a lot of a lot of ragtime stuff, and uh, I would love to be able to play some of that. Because there is so much feeling in that music uh, that he plays. Oh, totally. Uh, and so uh, I thought, you know, that would be a good way for me to get back into uh, get get back into keyboards again. And I keep debating yeah. it. I should go down to a pawn shop and buy a keyboard and just get started, you know. And yeah, there's uh, no time like the present. Yep. And then uh, the other story was that uh, uh, our family is somewhat musically inclined, and my mother was uh, very musically inclined. And uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, the uh, uh, the genealogy I got from her uh, ended up in radio rather than singing. <laughs> but uh, mm. I still uh, uh, I still appreciate. That background, and Mom was really good at honing that, and uh, uh, she taught me pretty much everything I know about classical music, and uh, which is oh, funny because so we, uh, sh- oh, here's a great story for you. I'm full of stories tonight. I'm sorry. Hey, Ted, real quick here. Uh, yeah. From the middle computer, which pot is it to place out on the middle computer? What pod is it for the middle computer? Yeah, so I can play something off of the middle computer? Uh, that would be uh, Turntable 2B. Turntable 2B. All right, I will find it while you're asking the next question. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh, it works. <laughs> All right. Um, but anyway, um, the story I wanted to tell you was uh, we had a low boy kind of spinet type piano that Mom used to play in the living room. And... Uh, uh, of course, uh, when I was taking piano lessons, that's the piano I always practiced on. And she made us practice an hour a day. And that was, you know, outside of the actual piano lessons that I took. She wow. sat down many times 
um, wow. with me on her, you know, they had the uh, piano stool, and I would sit beside her on the uh, piano bench and turn the pages of the sheet music that she was playing. And she would continue, she would uh, play um, Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. Oh, that's such a beautiful piece, too. And uh, I used to turn the pages for her. Oh, and you, you, that sounds really nostalgic. And you played uh, some of your uh, the stuff that your mom did. Uh, yeah, and she she I'll tell you what uh, that's another story. She 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 uh, she he she was very talented and very beautiful, and not only was she very talented and, uh, and very beautiful. Now, Ken, I'm not just saying because of you. She also gave us Ken. So that's three things oh. that you brought. <laughs> but anyway, so now you kind of know a little background about me, and. Uh, mm. Uh, music is yeah, the other part of my life. Better. Obviously, radio is this part, but uh, music is also part of it. And uh, you know, if I can introduce new artists and keep fresh music on the air uh, in a uh, in a, 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 a sea of radio diarrhea these days, I'll put it that way. Uh, you, you corporate radio has what taken do you over. Mean by that? Corporate radio has taken over radio and made it pretty much one-size-fits-all, homogenized formatting. And we don't do that. And uh, when you hear songs on our station that you would never hear on any other radio station, that seems to be a draw for people and for our listeners. And I get comments all the time from people that say, what was that song that I heard? I don't hear that on any other radio station. It's really cool. Well, the thing is, you can play all the songs that we play on these streaming devices that are, are available these days. Um, right. I'm, I'm sure that your stuff is up on, uh, obviously it's up on YouTube. You can stream there. But, uh, I mean, you've got, what, Pandora, you've got Spotify, and then you've got these yeah. other places like uh, Reverb Nation. Um, all of these streaming platforms can stream all the stuff we play. So it's not like we're just playing the middle you know, just grabbing something out of the middle of nowhere and putting it on the air. Um, there are other modern rock stations in this country that do a lot of the same stuff we do, but the thing is they are not corporate-owned either, and neither are I mm-hmm. or us. Neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I came up with that. But uh, yeah. uh, knowing that uh, knowing that you and I seem to have a little bit of similarity in music, um, obviously, you've probably granted, gathered by now that uh, a lot of my background comes from my mom. But uh, 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 I don't know, Icon. You want me to tell the story about the recordings? Well, yeah, real quick here. We got uh, Jane Fury as our guest here, and we got uh, 20 minutes here before we uh, before we have to vacate. Yeah, go ahead. Um, there is actually in one of the computers uh, there is the song that. Uh, uh, and I think I played for you quite some time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you wanted to look it up, it's under Marie Bart's. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't know how to do that. Uh, <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Here, I'll tell you what. Uh, Jim, I'm not sure if you'd want to actually play it. Well, it depends we'll on how much time you have. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what we'll do. Next week, 
We want our fans to tune in. We will play that next week. Okay. All right. Uh, so go well, ahead. I think, yeah, I think you could actually find it in the right computer there. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be under MP3s under that uh, folder. Right. And then just look under the M's, and you'll probably see my mom. All right. But uh, it depends upon how much time you have. And uh, I don't know, I've never heard you play a song over the air before <laughs> during your talk show. Well, no, but, I haven't, yeah. except the intro and the outro. Yeah. But, uh, Jane, when, uh, before you do that uh, story, Ken, now, Jane, I want to ask you, when you did, when you decided to do, uh, you said you have four songs out, did you uh, have uh, any inspiration uh, for making these, or were they like personal appearances that you uh, personal appearances, personal uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, personal experiences that that were poured into the songs, or were they just something that you wrote that you sang about? The um, songs on the, the new release are. Yeah, they're very. It's actually hard to track a little bit now where the inspiration kind of comes from because I used to be really obsessed with music as a teenager, and then kind of dropped it completely and moved into a whole other world. I was like I said, I was in the fashion industry. I was in Italy speaking Italian and in a completely different place. And then That's different. <laughs> very different. And then in 2016 i um it was fashion week in florence and i came home from a show and started singing into my phone like completely spontaneously and then i was like maybe something's happening like maybe <laughs> maybe there are songs or something that i have that are inside and i and should explore that um and so one of those is going to appear in its entirety as it was originally improvised as the beginning of the album when it comes out. And um, the songs on the the new release, yeah, they're very uh, super personal. I think the lyrics that I write tend to be really raw and personal, particularly on My Love, which is inspired by a, um, a relationship that never happened, but that I felt very uh, tormented by for quite a long time. And, well, let me ask you this, Ken. Uh, now, now, Jane, you said you have four songs out. Do you have uh, do you have more that you're working on that are going to be coming out, or just the four yeah. right now? The the so the <clears throat> the four are the cover song, which is out everywhere on streaming, and then the three that are in the video, which is currently just on YouTube. But the streaming release of those three songs will come out on March 31st. So I wanted to put up the YouTube video first because we you know we tracked the songs and filmed it at the same time, which was technically a lot harder than I realized that it would be, but it, it went well. And um, then, yeah, that, there's a full-length a full length album coming in the next year as soon as I finish it and it's ready to go. Well, do you have a date at all for uh, uh, the debut of your uh, full-length album? No, no, not yet. I, I can't plan that far ahead. You know, a lot of unpredictable stuff happens while you're recording music. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, Jane, I'm going to put this out here for you. See, see if uh, you'd be willing to do this, if we haven't scared away too much by, by this time. Uh, would you, when you're about to release the album, would you be willing to come back on the show to promote the release? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll ask yeah. you one of the, now, you, I'm, I'm assuming that you have your four songs on MP3s that you can email. Yeah, I can send you a Google Drive folder. 
that. Yeah, Google Drive would be better. Uh, now, Ken, would you be willing to add uh, uh, one or all to your playlist and maybe you play them on your show on uh, on Saturday night? Absolutely. Um, this is a great, <laughs> this is a uh, this is a great venue. Um, you know, a great place to uh, debut new music, and um, if you can ship along a few of the things that we talked about tonight, about your background and stuff, uh, especially the, the trips over to France, and then how that uh, got you back into music, um, I think yeah. that would be absolutely fabulous, because then I can talk about that, and then it gives the listeners a perspective of you and what to expect. So, okay. Question. Uh, another question for you. Uh, when you're putting together your songs, um, do you utilize an actual full-blown studio, or is it uh, a lot of a lot of bands, a lot of artists these days? Uh, they're doing everything out of their bedroom. Uh, they have a software <laughs> package, uh, a computer, and some microphones, and they create everything in the bedroom. Um, you know, I'm old school. Uh, when bands come down here, they bring all of their instruments. We wire them all up and we mix them and then we broadcast them. How is it done for you? Um, it, it depends. I definitely start in my bedroom and because you can get pretty far, like I said, on on piano and keyboard as a writing instrument. So I have, okay. you know, just a little a little keyboard and a microphone and a computer. And then, uh, it, you know, then it depends on the instrument. If we're doing synths, we go to the synth studio. If we're doing guitar, my guitarist just shows up at my place with his guitar. Um, if we're doing, and, and then sometimes we go to the, the actual big studio that you can see in the uh, filmed performance. If we're doing a bigger part, like in December, we did two songs that have an entire strings octet on them. So I'd okay. written all the strings parts at home in my bedroom on the computer. <laughs> and then um and then we and then you know took it to the went, space. Yeah. Actually went yeah. to the studio then to uh actually do the performance and record it. And then uh yeah. what you do then and that is, was amazing uh, 'cause recording strings is like so dramatic and fun and, oh, yeah. and it just feels so big. So that was super cool and those those songs will be on the album, you'll hear them. Awesome. Well, uh, point them out, and, uh, uh, you know, I'd be happy to, uh, even if we can, uh, I don't know, the show is late at night. It's a midnight to four show, which is a whole other story how that happened. But uh, it's been doing, it's been going like that uh, for almost 30 years now. We've been doing the show uh, from uh, midnight to four for almost 30 years. It started in uh, 93 or 94, I think. It was the year that Kurt Cobain committed suicide. Oh, that was when he started. 93? Yep. Okay. Cause, uh, so, yeah, that would be, you know, 30 years ago that uh, we started uh, that program. It's changed names over the years. But uh, uh, we'd love to uh, uh, set up a time when, uh, well, let's see, if you're out in California, it's actually not going to be that late because I think they're, what, right. two hours yeah, I think it's uh, uh, eight right yeah, it's eight yeah. So yeah, if we start at midnight, okay. um, you know, we can get uh, get to you before it becomes bedtime. <laughs> oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, do you need, we, uh, you need me there? Or are you going to play the song? I'll play the song, and then uh, if we can uh, get an interview with you, 
uh, we can talk about the music and talk about the song as well. And then, of course, Scott wants to do the same thing. Yeah, well, uh, let me let me. Oh, I don't know who Scott is. I I, I, I can't. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, we keep forgetting that. Yep. Uh, Scott was our previous guest. Uh, but anyway, so uh, now, now, Ken, would you ever do a, a phone interview on your show? Have you ever done I've that? I've done that a lot of times. Um, usually, uh, for me, it's easier for me to get an artist right in the studio. And if they wanted to do some some acoustic set or something like that, what we'll do is it's pretty freeform. Uh, you know, they'll come into the studio and sit down. I'll talk to them, ask them some questions, very similar to what you're doing, and then uh, set them up to play a song. And uh, so the the listener has uh, a chance to listen to the artist talk and a little perspective because of the questions, and then they play the song. And uh, that ends up being a really nice homogenized show that uh, people can get a benefit out of. It's not the sort of thing where I say, well, here's a new artist, here's their song. You know, I want to be a yeah. little more in-depth and so that uh, it means something to the listener when they're listening. And uh, we have uh, we use a chat room on the, on the show on, on the weekends. And I've okay. gotten a lot of people, a lot of people that say that, uh, I like it when you have live bands and you talk to them. And I'm not here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Jane, I, uh, I've, been, I've been seeing a lot of uh, pictures of you online here, and I'm just kind of curious, yeah. and I don't, know if you, I don't know if you know the answer to this. I'm sure you do. Uh, the, on, on a lot of your pictures, you know, you have a uh, – what, 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 what mic can you use that you sing into? What kind of microphone is that? It looks expensive. Um, oh, it's yeah, it is expensive. I use a, <laughs> I use a Wonder sixty seven, in the studio, and um, just an F uh, an SM fifty seven at home, or sorry, an SM seven D at home, which is great. It's a great cheap mic or affordable mic for really multi multi use. And then yeah, in the studio we use a Wonder sixty seven, which is the silver looking one that you might have seen. Yeah, I don't recognize the wonders. Uh, is it anything similar to like uh, uh, a Neumann uh, 67? If you're familiar with you know, those mics. You this is this is we have just gone beyond my pay grade. I don't know. Oh. Um, we I know we <laughs> what we did what we did. Look, I don't can't do everything. Okay, I don't do the engineering and all that. But we did um, a mic shootout at the studio which was super fun we had like 10 mics uh at, at uh oh cool at carbon and then you basically and just it, picked the one that sounded the best yeah and it was pretty wild because we did like a blind listen multiple times and i always picked the same microphone and the same recording from that microphone so but it's crazy with microphones because just because one works well for someone's voice doesn't mean it's going to work well for yes. somebody else's voice yes so um, it really is and worth thing, it to go do that, actually. And, and one thing, one thing, Jane, about your look is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at all these different pictures, and I, I'm, I'm just uh, amazed. And I'm not just saying it because you. Yeah, I'm just amazed how beautiful you are. There's like this one picture where you got your your bangs, and you look like you you could be like Cleopatra. And there's another picture <laughs> yeah. on your on your Instagram where you could be like Leslie Ann Warren. Uh, I mean. You, you, <laughs> 
And who's that? I'm going to Google who that is really quick. Oh, it, it's, it's a black and white picture, uh, and uh, you're kind of like looking off into the uh, off into the, the, the west or east or whatever Ooh. that is. And, and you're oh, just like looking in that picture. Yeah, yeah very yeah. beautiful. She's very beautiful, Ken. Thank you. I was going to mention to Jane that uh, uh, if she ever does make it down to the studio, um, we have a, a number of combinations of different mics that we use, but uh, your uh, SM7B rings a bell because there's a lot of radio studios that love that microphone. Yeah. And uh, I'm, more partial, I'm more partial to the RE20 uh, ElectroVoice because of their cardioid pattern, uh, they're able to uh, uh, cancel outside noise. So, you know, if there's something going on in the mm-hmm. studio, they'll cancel that out and then keep your voice fine. But you can um, still hear me, though, even though he tries to cancel me out. Yeah, you can hear yeah, an icon to my sure. office and still hear him. <laughs> um, the, uh, we do have a couple of... Uh, we don't have that expensive uh, microphones, not like a, a Neumann or maybe what you have, but uh, we do have a couple of AKG, uh, I think it's 4030 oh, studio nice. condenser mics oh, cool. for vocals for that we use. Oh, nice. And that's nice. really about it. So I don't know if uh, that sounds familiar with you at all. Uh, we got uh, Jane Ferry our guest here. We got about, uh, well, we got about four minutes here. So we, so don't forget this, Jane. If our fans want to check you out and see you, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? I have a Facebook, particularly a very active Facebook fan group. Um, I have an Instagram profile, of course, of YouTube. I do not use TikTok, and I don't really use Twitter. Um, so check me out on Instagram and Facebook. It sounds like me. <laughs> and uh, one, yeah, one thing. Uh, and one thing that our fans that listen to our show from time to time know that if you go to our Facebook page, Andrew Air Monday Live Monday, you like that. You go to eighty nine point one Kansas FM page, you like that. You do a, a ten dollar a month donation for the Tower. We'll get you qualified to win a autographed picture from a past guest, current guest, or future guest. Uh, Jay, would you be willing to send us a few uh, autographs for giveaways? Yes, yes, I will. I'd also send you the email address uh, where you can uh, send your uh, MP3s, and then we'll have uh, Ken uh, debut you this week. Ooh, I'm so excited. So Saturday? Yeah, what do you think, Ken? Yeah, do you think, uh, what do we got here? This is Monday. Oh, yeah, Saturday is fine. Um, I don't usually do show prep until later on in the week because I'm uh, – now I know I learned I'm, I'm, I'm a procrastinator a lot, <laughs> and so uh, unfortunately things get left to the last minute. And uh, you know I will listen to tunes throughout the week, but yes, uh, Icon, if you can uh, hook up with Jane, uh, and it doesn't have to be MP3s. If it is MP3s, 320-bit rate is probably the best sounding over the air. Okay. Otherwise, uh, if you go to a if you go to a cloud type uh, service, send them by wave. Wave sounds the yeah. best. I, uh, then, I have uh, them all organized for this very purpose, and I will send you the uh, organized fi- uh, folder with everything in it. Uh, and, I will, uh, and uh, I will send on Messenger uh, the email address where to send it, and I'll send you the mailing yeah. address where to uh, send the. 
the autographs if you do that. I know that uh, our listeners appreciate that. And also, uh, not only will I uh, donate a, uh, donate some to our listeners for giveaways, uh, we'll uh, I'll donate some to Ken's show so he can give them to his fans, uh, give them away to his fans as well. Sounds good Love there. It. Thank you. Done. All right. Well, we're not done with it yet. We got we got about uh, two minutes left here. So, uh, real quick here, I, I I like to do this. You know, as a uh, as someone that may be listening that's just that's just getting out that wants to get into music and start putting out a CD and start, what advice would you give them for someone that's just starting out in the music business? Oh no. <laughs> um, how, how about oh a better God. question? Like. Uh, <laughs> What, how would you prepare them, and what would you tell them not to do? <laughs> and you can't say stay away from me because that's not fair. Yeah, right. That was what I was thinking. No, um, I, I would say, I would say, oh, so I have a great. Okay, my advice is keep the money on camera, which means don't spend a ton of money on extra stuff and people and things to help you at the beginning. Spend it all on the art, on the music itself, and on the the quality of the thing, because everything else comes if you have the quality art. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Jane. That would be very true, yeah. Thank you very much for being with us. You are so awesome, and I do appreciate it. And we'll definitely have you on again, and I'll get you that information. We love you. Thank you so much. And we are going to have you on again. When you're ready to release your album, uh, we'll have you come back on the show, and we'll, we'll promote it for you. And thank awesome. you so much wait, wait. for putting up with all my stories <laughs> and talking about my too. mom. <laughs> but <laughs> I appreciate having people mom. that <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy to be able to have somebody to relate to, and that's really cool. Yeah. Thank you, Jane. Have a good yeah, night. Please. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Bye. Uh, all right. Now, now, Ken, you said that uh, the middle computer is TT2 to play sound from the middle yep. computer? Yeah. All right, I, I'm but you've got to you got to hit the uh, the B input up at the top. The, okay, all right. Uh, do they both leave it out or just the one? What do you mean? Well, uh, I pushed the B in the A part. Oh, you mean uh, no? Uh, above that. Yeah. There's an A and a B. Yep. And then the A will pop up when you push the B. Okay, all right. Because I I want I I've always wanted to play your theme song here, uh, and then we'll uh, then we'll uh, end with our outro. Let's see if this will work here. I wonder. There we go. Here's your theme song, Ken. See if it sounds like you. (laughs) He's telling my story. We'll, We'll play it out. I want you to hear this. This song before at some point in time. Yeah, this I remember. Uh, this I remember. Lionel Cartwright. I watched it all on my radio. Yep. From 1990. And, yeah, and I think that uh, uh, it has a country flavor to it. 
I could have possibly played it at one of the country stations I worked for back in those days. But it tells a very true story. Radio utilizes your imagination. It utilizes one source, hearing. Now, uh, and that hearing go ahead. spurs your imagination like nothing else can. You know, and what's interesting, as, as, we're, uh, as this is our background, as we're talking about this, now you told me the story real quick, and we only got a few minutes left, but you told me the story about the very first radio you had. Do you remember the model? Yep. It was a uh, blue six-transistor Wards, Montgomery Wards, uh, airline radio. And uh, you uh, saved up all your allowance to buy that, correct? Well, it was a paper route. You're going to love this. I delivered paper route, papers, uh, I think, twice or three times a week. And uh, I made $3 a week doing it. So it took me like a month or better to save up the money. And then uh, I gave it to my dad, and uh, he wrote a check, I guess, and ordered it from uh, Montgomery Wards out of a catalog. And um, uh, we got the uh, transistor radio, and that was my window to the wonderful world of uh, broadcasting and uh, radio stations and DJs. And, yeah, I did the same thing. It was easy. Um, you know, a feather pillow would, would uh, uh, not uh, muffle the sound quite as much, and uh, that little radio sat under my pillow, and I listened to the big powerhouses at night as long as I could stay awake. And the ones that I tuned in most often were KOMA, 1520, Oklahoma City. And the other one, uh, maybe less often, but still a great radio station and good music, was WLS, Chicago. That's awesome. And I'll tell you what, Ken, we, we, got, uh, we got about a minute here before our, uh, our theme song hits. So uh, we got a big show next week. Uh, Granny will be back. Matthias will be back. And uh, maybe Big Swing might make an appearance. I doubt it, because uh, <laughs> uh, he's too busy uh, dealing with them darn Yankees. But anyway, uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, and it's been a great show, as always. And, uh, Ken, we're going to have you on more uh, with us, because uh, our fans, for some reason, seem to like you more than they like me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I guess I can believe that. But anyway, we got to get out of here. Uh, our theme song is about to hit. Uh, join us next week, and remember, it's not goodbye, it's just good night. We'll see you all next week. Join us then on 89.1 Ken's FM. You think you know me?
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.